and we are back over here on D Live where we can say whatever the fuck we want. Finally. And by the way, shout out to Tight T. He said, Happy New Year's Eve to you and everyone else. No doubt. Let's throw Tight T up here real quick before we get into this. There's a video that uh, Mayor Giuliani put out. Turner! And the title is, I can't say this on national television. Now, I have not watched this video yet, but I definitely want to watch it to see what uh, Mayor Giuliani has to say. Jaron, appreciate you. So we're going to get to that video in a second. But first, before we get to that video, Turner! Like I said before, I, I want I want everybody to understand this. I am in no way, shape, or form a doom and gloomer. I still have faith in the president. I am just pretty much like the rest of you, we are kind of in the dark about what's gonna happen. Um one thing that is for certain is we are facing some really messed up crap. And it, it to me, it's a missed opportunity. Because if the country was united and strong right now, and we did not have these fucking traitors in our midst, with everything that's going on in China right now, we would be able to put a stop to any of their nefarious plans very easily. Like I told you guys, they had a flood over there that flooded all flooded their rice fields. So now they have to get rice from India or something. Like China's not in the best position to be trying to attack nobody. That, that's real. They're not in the best position to be, you know, they're going through economic turmoil. They're getting hit with natural disasters. There's a bunch of goofy things that's going on over there in China right now. Right? So they're, they're putting all of their money on getting Sleepy Joe in there so that they can get all of the assistance and help they need to recover from all of the messed up stuff they recovering from so they can get their plan back on track, which what is their plan to basically topple the entire world? You feel me? These motherfuckers then turned into Cobra. They want to, they want to, they're, they're hell bent on world domination. They, they're like freaking pinky in the brain or, or the, the Legion of doom right now. And meanwhile, here in this country, we're, we're, we're fucking bickering over whether or not we should allow a thief to get in the White House. And, and look, this is what's so funny about it. What's so funny is they're acting like no one realizes or knows that he's a fucking thief. He's been a thief his entire fucking life. How many people has he plagiarized? How many things has he cheated at? I don't know why we're surprised at this bullshit been a cheat his whole life his whole fucking life he cheated through law school he's plagiarized the shit out of countless people 
plagiarized Neil Kinnock, plagiarized Martin Luther King Jr. He plagiarized John F. Kennedy and Bobby Kennedy. But, but we're supposed to sit back. He's lied about his uh, graduating the top of his class. Like he's a lying scumbag. And you literally have the media trying to pretend that he's not. It's unbelievable. It's unfucking believable. Yeah, and, and see, that's the thing. Right now, China is in a very precarious position. It's, it's in a very weakened position. But yet and still, yet and still, you got these motherfuckers trying their best to help China get back on its feet. Let me see if I can find some news about China. Let's see. I know I've seen some news about China. I'll tell you something else that YouTube has been doing lately. I don't know if y'all noticed this or not. Have you noticed that lately YouTube has been trying to feed us old news? Have you noticed that? Like you'll see a topic, you'll see some news and, and you'll look at it and you'll be like, oh man, is that something updated? And then you look and it'd be like three months, five months. You feel what I'm saying? Like they're, they're purposely trying to feed us old news so that we won't be aware. Like right now, here's a, here's a news story from the next news network. It says Obama exposed. Go, a governor insider finally reveals. This is nine months ago. Why are they showing me news from nine months ago? Like they think they're slick. Where's the news on China? Unless they took that channel down. There's one channel that just be dropping mad news on China. Where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? I'm pretty sure y'all know what I'm talking about. What what is the what is the is it NTD?
Okay. Here's one of them. China was already facing shortages of key staples after African swine fever devastated swine herds. On top of this, China's corn crop was hit by floods and insect infestations, supply chains were disrupted because of the pandemic restrictions, and food imports from countries such as the US and Australia have been hit by trade sanctions. President Xi Jinping in August launched the Clean Plate campaign to encourage people not to waste food, a sign of the growing concern about food security. Apart from pork and corn, other kinds of fresh foods are also in short supply, such as eggs, seafood, chicken and vegetables. Apart from production and supply chains being affected by the pandemic crisis, heavy rain has ravaged vast areas of industrial and agricultural land, and there has been massive flooding in the Yangtze River Basin, which accounts for 70% of China's rice production. Food prices have increased by about 10% so far this year. The prices of staples such as pork, corn and soybeans have risen even more. The government has had to release strategic reserves to ensure adequate supplies. Food shortages have often sparked political unrest, making food security a concern for the Chinese government, with the Clean Plate campaign a reflection of this. In August, the China Academy of Social Sciences forecast a grain production gap within China of about 130 million tons by the end of 2025, as there are falling numbers of farm workers due to increasing urbanization and an aging rural workforce. To close this gap, China will increasingly have to rely on imports. However, China is not the only country experiencing food security concerns. In June, the United Nations warned that the world is on the brink of its worst food crisis in 50 years. The pork crisis began a year ago when China's pig herds were hit hard by African swine fever. A recovery is now underway as farmers respond to improved prices and government incentives for importing breeding stock, but it will take time to restock the herds, so inventories are not expected to return to previous levels for about two years. So you gotta ask yourself this question. You gotta ask yourself this question. If, if China's having all of these difficulties, the last thing they should be worried about is trying to go to war with somebody. What they should be doing is trying to figure out how to get their country straight. Let's see, the flood pressure is too great. The Three Gorges Dam will break due to too many cracks. New alerts for heavy rains and landslides in China. Uncle Meat said God is dealing with that nation. Yeah, they're getting hit with plagues. They're getting hit with plagues left and right, which is basically telling me y'all must be engaging in some kind of evil. I'm gonna tell you what it is. And this is just my personal opinion. They over there in China, uh, uh, locking up all those Wager Muslims. And, and look, I can tell you right now, <laughs> Muslims, the last people you want to be doing wrong. Cause they pray three times a day. 
<laughs> they up, they up in them prisons praying. They in them prisons praying for the wrath, <laughs> like just, just, just three times a day on them. There was another one I saw. And plus, you got to think at the same time, Trump has been doing stuff that has been affecting them economically, too. See, anytime I want to actually, matter of fact, hold on. I'm bugging. Because all I got to do is go to my history. Go to my history and look up China. Turner! Giving hood thanks for your diligence. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Dust. Let's see. Philippines dump China for Japan. China's infamous debt trap policy, which was initially helping the paper dragon in making commercial invasions into strategically located nations, is now backfiring against Beijing. As Chinese projects come to get associated with Beijing's debt trap policy, Chinese companies and infrastructure builders themselves are becoming untouchable. Take Manila's first ever subway system, for example. Japanese trading house Sumitomo Corp and an East Japan Railway unit announced on Monday that they won US dollar 556 million order for supply of 240 train cars that will serve the upcoming subway system. The Rodrigo Duterte administration in the Philippines has chosen Japanese companies over China for the supply of train cars, even though Beijing is known to supply cheaper equipment in both high-speed and standard rail projects. So the Philippines is ready to buy Japanese cars as opposed to those manufactured by Chinese companies. However, Beijing has been hard selling its train sets and rail technology as cheaper and more affordable. Also, Duterte doesn't seem to care for his seemingly close relationship with Beijing while awarding the project to Japanese companies. Also, the Manila subway is no ordinary project. It is the centerpiece of Build 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 infrastructure initiative led by President Rodrigo Duterte. Moreover, the Philippines president used to justify his China pivot on the pretext of securing Chinese investments. However, now Manila no longer seems to care for Chinese investments or BRI projects. Duterte is now ready to dump China in favor of Japan. And it is the Chinese debt trap policy which is to be blamed for the apparent fallout between Beijing and Manila. However, this is in the first time that a country has refused to partner with Chinese companies in infrastructure projects. Throughout this year, countries across South and Southeast Asia have chosen alternatives to Chinese investment in infrastructure projects. Earlier this year, it was reported that Jakarta was mulling, roping Japan in Kerala Sepat, Indonesia-China, KCIC, and Indonesia-China Consortium to develop the Jakarta-Bandung High-Speed Railway. 
Recently, Malaysia also kicked China out of a 10 billion US dollar project for the construction of economic zones, hotels, luxury housing, and various tourist attractions in an area. Resist Globalist said China still has the number one economy in the world, quiet is kept, no matter what America can't crush China. Bullshit. China depends on America for its economy, along with a few other places. If, if you got, if you get another four years of Trump, that that's a wrap for China. That's a wrap for China. China's only been able to build up because of all of these fucking sellouts in this country that has been funneling and feeding money to China and, and, and allowing China like doing little goofy deals where they go over there to get free labor, but then sign away their freaking intellectual property rights to China. That's the only reason China's been able to do that. That's the only reason China's been able to do that. Hello, this is Rudy Giuliani with... We'll come back to Giuliani in a second. So you got floods over there. You got a coal the shortage. still highly dependent. You got a coal shortage. You got a coal provinces shortage. Provinces such as Hunan and Jiangxi are experiencing tight restrictions on electricity consumption. Restrictions were applied in multiple cities. The factory of the world is now having its power shut down during the peak export season. Many Chinese people took to the internet to voice their opposition, but it was quickly silenced by officials. The tight supply of electricity was seen immediately on December 16th, after a ban on coal imports from Australia was announced. The government of Zhejiang province, one of China's richest provinces, first issued a notice requiring offices to turn on air conditioning and other heating equipment only when the temperatures reach below 3 degrees Celsius, and the set temperature must not exceed 16 degrees Celsius. At the same time, Hunan province also issued a notice that there is a relatively large gap in the supply of electricity this winter and spring, so the province will take a variety of power restrictions and other measures to alleviate the problem of power shortages. The Changsha City Development and Reform Commission issued an orderly power consumption initiative requiring all air conditioners in the city to be controlled below 20 degrees Celsius in winter and not to use high energy consuming appliances such as electric stoves. Now, most of you might be wondering, so why are they having a coal shortage? There's a ban on imports from Australia for them to get coal. Then you have them depending on India if I remember correctly, for rice because of their rice fields being flooded. Then you have these economic sanctions put on them by President Trump. You got them having a debt crisis. There's a bunch of things going on over there. Bunch of things going on over there. Now, the reason why you see the Philippines going with Japan instead of China is because China has been China has been bullying a lot of the nations surrounding them. And even though America might have some politicians that are trying their best to be in good with China, other countries is looking at them like, bro, we know what you're doing. We know what you're doing. Now, you know, you might have politicians here in America that are suicidal that, that want to destroy their own country for the sake of China. But you got other countries that ain't thinking about that. You got other countries like, oh, wait a minute, hold up. 
we we not we not going we not going with with this goofiness. Lucky Spot said China can't survive without America. We buy eighty percent of those toxic, cheap, shitty products. You got that right. You got that right. Which is the main reason they can't stand Trump because Trump was trying to bring manufacturing back here so that we are not dependent on China for manufacturing. And China knows that that can't happen. If that happens, that is gonna take away a huge chunk of their economy. If America cut off China, China, they may not, it may not happen overnight, but if you think that ain't gonna hurt them, you're crazy. You're crazy if you think that ain't gonna hurt them. Let's see, the South China Seas has a 5.1 trillion trade route in that region, and many countries are not going for that shit. Exactly. And and look, you got uh uh you got matter of fact, hold on, let me see. Oh snap, I do got a thousand people watching. That's what's up. Hey, if you're watching and you have not hit the follow button, hit the follow button. Hit the follow button. Now there was a video that I saw that talked about uh let me see. There was a video that I saw that talked about China. Did y'all see that video about China's fishing boats? Let's see, China's fishing boats. China. China's fishing boats sunk. Need something recent. Need something recent this week. Philippines sides with Vietnam after China sinks fishing boat. Statement of solidarity comes as Manila leans on Beijing for help with coronavirus. The Philippines on Wednesday expressed deep concern over the sinking of a Vietnamese fishing boat that was allegedly rammed by a Chinese vessel in the disputed South China Sea. In a rare public rebuke of Beijing. Now there's some shit going on in, 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 the, in the South China Sea. There's a bunch of shit going on when it comes to, when it comes to like these fishing boats, I gotta do more research on these fishing boats. But there's a bunch of shit going on with these fishing boats. But let's see what, let's see what Giuliani had to say today. Rudy's Common Sense. Another episode and we are in a different place as you can see. We are in Palm Beach, Florida. And uh, we'll do the next, at least this episode or the next one here. And, uh, See if it changes the episode in some way with this, these beautiful surroundings and uh, 
lovely area, and you will hear in the background some waterfalls. And this is, um, this is uh, where I live during the winter, a good deal of the time, and uh, enjoy it here very, very, very much. And it also happens to be one mile from my very uh, famous and important client's oh, residence. And, so by the way, just so you know, we, we got a little update, too. We got a little update, too. I don't know what it means, but President Trump abruptly cuts Florida vacations short to return to Washington. President Trump is cutting his Florida vacation short to return to Washington. The president last week traveled to his Mar-a-Lago estate in West Palm Beach to celebrate the Christmas holiday with First Lady uh, Melania. The White House made the announcement on Wednesday, however, they didn't give a reason for the president's abrupt change of plans. Trump will return to Washington Thursday, a few days earlier than previously planned. President Trump likely wants to be in Washington as we come to the crescendo of this battle against the corrupt Democratic machine. Earlier today, Senator Josh Hawley announced he will object to the certification process on January 6th. Trump's legal team is still working around the clock appealing the state, le appealing the state legislators and urging them to exercise their powers under Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2 of the Constitution and choose to send Trump electors to Washington on January 6th. Now, they have been making some progress with some of these cases. They have been making some progress. You, you have a few things that have happened with Arizona, with Pennsylvania. But like I said before, until they're actually willing, until they're actually willing to uphold the law and follow the fucking Constitution like they're supposed to, but see, I think a lot of these courts are just trying to stall them out. Like we just we just need to hold out until January 6th when really the real fucking uh deadline is is not the sixth. That's not set in stone. Let's see what Giuliani had to say. We're here working on what I'm gonna talk to you about right now. So where are we? Where we are right now is we're at the stage where the state legislatures control really the fate of the country. Because uh, in five of the state legislatures, there is evidence that we have uh, submitted that the election of 2020 in each of those states was compromised, stolen, there was voter fraud of massive proportions in each one of those states. It's demonstrable. It's uh, provable by solid evidence, uh, over a thousand affidavits, videotape, and statistical analysis by experts that is um, not even really disputed. And I'm going to go through just one of those states with you uh, now because it's the, probably the one that will be the focus of the first decision 
that has to be made about this, and that's the state of Georgia. And also so that because, because the details here are enormously important so that uh, we, can, we can focus on those details and you can see immediately that what the um, big media, big tech, big corporations, and the crooked uh, leaders of the Democratic Party are trying to do to you is to, um, is to cover up what in fact was uh, the worst situation of pervasive voter fraud, systemic voter fraud in the history of our country. And um, I, know, I know they want to accuse me of all kinds of terrible things for saying it. I'm not allowed to say that. I'm not allowed to say fraud on many networks and on many of the, of the uh, internet outlets. I'm not allowed to say it. I'm not allowed to say it even though you and I have seen a videotape of it, haven't we? Several episodes ago, we played for you in great detail uh, the Fulton County um, vote counting, which, and we'll play a little bit of it for you now just to remind you of it. The Fulton County vote counting, which in and of itself uh, proves that Georgia was stolen by uh, Joe Biden and by the Democrats. That one video proves it. For me to say there was no fraud, I would have to pretend that I never saw that video. I'd have to pretend I was a fool and I couldn't figure out what was going on in that video. And when you watch it, you're gonna to have to pretend you're a fool if you don't see the, 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 the obvious signs of uh, criminality. So let's begin with that because although it's not by any means the only evidence of fraud in Georgia, it's really the most dramatic. And I think you might remember that when we first dealt with this, I said this, this film will be like the Sapruda film was to the <laughs> Those of you who remember the Kennedy assassination, you'll know what I'm talking about. For those of you who don't, where it's a matter of history, let me just explain what that means. Uh, this, this gentleman, Sapruda, actually took a film of the shooting of John uh, Kennedy and didn't come out for some time. And the shooting, um, the, the film creates lots of doubt about the findings of the Warren Commission and it's never really, been uh, never really been resolved to the ultimate satisfaction of everyone. Uh, well, no matter what happens in terms of the outcome here, whether the legislatures that should do it overturn the certification for Biden and certify Trump, who actually won those particular five states or not, uh, this, this um, voter fraud is going to be part of our history. Mm. And as time goes by, more and more is going to be learned about it. Mm. even the international nature of it. And this film will stand as testament to the fact that it actually happened. And that puts a lot of responsibility on the state of Georgia because um, Georgia is the place that can rectify it. And the state legislature of Georgia is the only place that can actually rectify it the most effectively. Now let me go on a little brief rant yet again. I don't know what in the absolute fuck is running through Mitch McConnell's mind. As I've stated before numerous times, his fate, in fact, the fate of the entire Republican Party is inseparably tied to Donald Trump's fate. 
how they believe they can turn their back on all of this voter fraud, on all of this evidence, which clearly indicates that the Democrats are cheating and think that they're going to go into January in this runoff election and win the election is lunacy. The fact that they think they will ever win another election again is lunacy. And see, let me tell you something. Because I've, I've seen some people say that, well, they're not going to allow the fraud to happen in the runoff. So if it happens in the runoff elections, then you'll see the Republicans mobilize and, and, and say, oh, this is a fraud. But see, they can't do that. They can't do that. Because if they ignore the fraud that was allowed to happen and they succeed, the Democrats succeed, God forbid, in getting Sleepy Joe in there, they can't then turn around at the same time and be like, oh, there's fraud in the uh, in the Democratic, in the, uh, excuse me, in the congressional runoff election. They can't do that. Like if, if, if this wasn't already a nail in the coffin for the Republican party, that most certainly would be. That most certainly would be. And, and, and as time goes on, as time progresses, the GOP is proving that it literally hates its base. See, this is what they have not realized. This is, this is what has not come to their mind yet. They're in denial about it. They're in denial about the fact that the only reason they have such a strong following right now is because of Donald Trump. That's the only reason. These, these fucking dinosaurs like Mittens Romney, bitch McConnell, and these other fucking assholes, they don't realize Trump supporters are not going to support you. They're not. And, and Mitch sitting there thinking that he's going to be the fucking Senate majority leader. He's lucky if he'll get to be Senator next time that everybody votes. Unless of course they have some sort of deal with the Democrats, which I doubt because the, the, look, the Democrats are going to do the Republicans the same way China's going to do America. If, if you fuck around and throw your fucking hat in the basket with those son of a bitches, what's going to end up happening is once they get what they need out of you, then they're going to do away with you. That's, that's what Mitch and these other fucking Republicans don't realize. Because the Democrats stick together through thick and thin. So if they fuck around and turn their back on Trump, this is what's going to end up happening. 
They're going to lose that fucking runoff election. And once the Democrats have controlling majority in the House, controlling majority in the Senate, they pack the fucking court, they're going to destroy the fucking GOP. They're going to decimate them. And, and they're too stupid to fucking see it. They're too fucking stupid to see it. Too stupid to fucking see it. So what am I talking about? What I'm talking about is a, a, a film that was done on the uh, evening of uh, November 3rd, uh, leading into November 4th, the night of the election. The votes were being counted in uh, Fulton County in this arena. Under the law of Georgia, when votes, uh, mail, mail-in votes uh, like this are being counted, the public has to be present. They're not just Republicans and Democratic, um, what we call inspectors or, uh, or observers or watchers, but uh, actual members of the public are allowed uh, to be present and you are required uh, to, to, um, you are required to uh, have them there when you're counting the vote. When, when you see this film, you will see that uh, the first thing that the election workers do, a small number of Democratic uh, election workers do, is they um, move out the observers. They move out the observers, uh, even though originally they were gonna count ballots all night. The, um, there's evidence that they claimed there was a water main break, and therefore they had to stop. And uh, in fact, there was no water main break, that was a lie. And they used that excuse to remove everyone and say that the counting was over. And uh, they removed, therefore, the Republican inspectors, the Democratic inspectors, the press, and then some of the just citizens who, as I said, as a matter of practice in Georgia, are present. Well, we know, we know Mitch McConnell doesn't give a shit about the Republicans. Mitch McConnell gives a shit about power. Point blank, period. Mitch gives a fuck about power and that's it. So this is interesting. Arizona Attorney General joins in battle for forensic audit of Maricopa County elections equipment and ballot images. You know, I, I'm gonna tell you the truth, man. I'm I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of like how much evidence do we need? Honestly, how much evidence do we need? How much fucking evidence do we need? Like, let's just be real. We, we got evidence coming out of the fucking wazoo. How much more do we need? I'm in for Rob this week. 
Tonight we will be talking about America as it stands right now, which means we'll be talking about the post-election chaos. Everything is confused right now, and everyone seems confused. Most of all of our, most of all our politicians, the people who we voted to represent us, don't seem to know who they represent anymore. Maybe it's the Sudan or Burma. I mean, after all, both of those remote countries got big money from Congress last week. Most of our elected officials seem to represent China now, at least unofficially. But it definitely isn't us. Americans hardly have any representatives at all in government. You can see this most clearly in the COVID relief bill that Congress tried to pass last week. While Americans were getting $600, Burma was getting $135 million. Sudan got $700 million and Pakistan got $15 million. The list goes on and on. This wasn't a Democrat or Republican boondoggle. This bill had broad bipartisan support. In other words, both parties wanted to give $700 billion to remote foreign countries that most of us have never visited, while giving Americans a mere $170 billion. You say there's nothing new about this, Congress is always wasting our money, but there is something new. There was a very messy and very public breakup between the GOP and President Trump over all this. And that's what I wanna focus on tonight. The average Republican voter is just waking up to the harsh reality that the GOP and President Trump don't really agree about anything. It's not a marriage anymore. It's not even dating. It's now almost an abusive relationship. The president yesterday accused his own party of having a death wish. Trump played the part of the loyal spouse, publicly supporting total buffoons like Mitt Romney and Ben Sass in the last four years, while the GOP went around town sleeping with big tech lobbyists in chamber. Fuck Mittens Romney and fuck Ben Ass. Fuck both of them. Commerce flops. You can see this most clearly with the Georgia runoff elections where Trump has publicly called out Republican Governor Brian Kemp and other elected officials, while Mitch McConnell and the GOP establishment have remained totally silent. Listen to the president during uh, the latest Georgia rally earlier this month. And for whatever reason, your Secretary of State and your governor are afraid of Stacey Abrams. They're afraid of her. Or take the, the last two major votes in Congress, the NDAA and the COVID relief bill, where the Republican Party simply abandoned President Trump in both cases. This has caused total confusion amongst Republican voters. The average Republican voter is now like the kid in an ugly custody dispute. Trump tried to keep the family together for the sake of the country, but Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney had other ideas. They think you can't wait to vote for Nikki Haley or Chris Christie in 2024 idea to think that any state or any number of states, no matter how good they are, um, can challenge another state's uh, right to run the election as they see fit. Uh, and also, there's no evidence, as, we, as I've been saying since election night, um, show us the evidence. And, and what's gotten even worse, though, Martha, I think, is, is the attacks by the president on good, hardworking, decent Republican governors. Wow. That coming from the governor who spent his final days in office sitting on the beach while his state government was shut down. That's why the GOP never complained about the problems with the 2020 election, the one China and Iran interfered with, as we now know from Director of National Intelligence, John Ratcliffe. What they're really trying to do is through blackmail, through bribery, through overt and covert influence, trying to make sure that only laws that are favorable to China are passed. GOP wants its voters to move on from President Trump and has publicly ditched both Trump and his voters to prove it. See, the problem for the GOP is that 95% of its voters voted for Trump. 
The kids belong to Trump, not Mitch McConnell. And they don't seem to be in any mood to simply move on from the 2020 election and get excited about Chris Christie running in 2024 or go back to the losing ways of Mitt Romney and company. Man, fuck Chris Christie. Fuck Mittens Romney. Fuck all of them. If they fuck over Donald Trump, let me, let me say this clearly. If they fuck over Donald Trump, which it looks like they're doing, Donald Trump should make a whole other party. He should make a MAGA party and we should leave the fucking Republicans with no fucking support, period. Point blank fucking period. And whoever runs in 2020, matter of fact, fuck that. It doesn't even matter. I don't even care if, look, Even if, even if, and I hope and pray this is what happens, even if Trump gets another four years, he still should create a new party. There still should be somebody from this newly created party running in 2024. We should freaking take over all of it. All of it. Every last bit of it. What happened to prominent Republican politicians right after the election? The answer is, they all disappeared. Once the GOP disappeared, it began to pursue its old agenda policy, the policy agenda that existed before Donald Trump. Almost the very first night, they passed Senator Mike Lee's big tech bill allowing unlimited Indian guest workers to come into the U.S. to take the best U.S. tech jobs. The GOP Senate in particular had already tried to stop the president from building the wall, stopping mass illegal immigration and amnesty. They even tried to block him from putting tariffs on China. In other words, the GOP has completely broken from the most popular Republican president in living memory. Mm. They've opposed the president on every significant policy dispute in the last four years. This resembles a revolt of GOP politicians against their own voters. According to incoming representative be joining us later on the show. Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi are crafting a plan to block members of Congress from objecting to the certification of the Electoral College votes. What does that remind you of? I mean, it reminds me of this Thelma Louise clip of them going off the cliff. Even President Trump thinks so. These people back here and the Washington swamp. I'm also running against some rhinos. We still got some of them left. They're on mouth to mouth resuscitation. They're just about gone, but uh, you don't want them to come back. The rhinos, the rhinos are worse than the angry, angry, sicko Democrats, the ones that have gone off the ledge. The establishment has simply miscalculated the mood of the country very badly. And then again, most of these senators and congressmen don't really spend their time worrying about their own voters. For more on this, we're joined now by author, author Ryan Gradusky. His latest book is titled, They're Not Listening, How the Elites Created the National Populist Revolution, a great... Yeah, because we really don't want to hear that. So we finally got us a senator who's going to object So Josh Hawley announces he will object 
to electoral college certification process. Mm-mm-mm. Just more evidence, more evidence just keeps coming out. But my, my point is, what is the point of the evidence if it's continuing to be ignored? <clears throat> what exactly is going to go down on January 6th? Well, this is really the date of ultimate significance. So it is the date that Congress certifies the election. So um, it's funny because you haven't heard, Dr. Gina, much about this out there. And I kept having people come up to me and say, is there hope, you know, post uh, December 14th when the electors voted? Um, is there still hope? Absolutely there is because the reality is the, the founders of this country set up this process for a time such as this. So what will happen on January 6th is that it is a joint session of Congress. And all of the, uh, the electoral votes have now been sent to Washington, D.C. They will be opened by Vice President Mike Pence and read aloud for the joint session of Congress. And if two House members object to the votes for Joe Biden, just two, then everybody takes a break. They split up, the, the Senate and the House divide, they go debate, and then they ultimately have to vote to decide the outcome of this election. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. Each senator gets one vote. Now, we know, we've been talking about, we just talked about how important it is to hold the majority in the Senate, but we do right now have the majority in the Senate, and don't forget the vice president also counts as a Senate vote. Right. So, Senate gets one vote. And then uh, as far as the House is concerned, it is each delegation. So that doesn't mean that each House member gets a vote. That means each delegation, so each state ultimately gets a vote. Well, what's, what's really interesting about this, Dr. Gina, the Republicans are in control of 30 of those votes. The Democrats are in control of only 20. So if it comes down to a vote and the Republicans in the House and the Senate decide, gosh, there was so much fraud in this election. We have evidence of it. We have affidavits, thousands of them that the campaign has gotten. Um, we have evidence of the fact that there were more people that voted in the state of Pennsylvania than even were registered to vote. Thousands of dead people voting. If for whatever reason they decide they will not certify this for Joe Biden and they vote for Donald Trump, then guess what? Donald Trump remains president of the United Now, here's the only problem with this. In theory, that makes sense. But the only problem is we got rogue Republicans. So if it does come down to a, a, a vote in Congress, we got to ask ourselves, do we have enough Republicans that are actually going to vote in favor Do we have enough Republicans that are going to vote in favor of Donald Trump? Because the whole problem that we're having right now is all of these in, look. <sighs> Me personally, 
And I told you guys over on YouTube what I was thinking. <laughs> I think personally, he should have already exercised his presidential powers and held a, another presidential election under the supervision of the United States military. That's what I think. Yeah, I have no confidence in the Republicans either. I have absolutely no confidence in the Republicans to do what's right. Check out your boy. Check out, check out your boy. It's no secret that Republicans have a diversity of views about the wisdom of borrowing hundreds of billions more to send out more non-targeted money, including to many households that have suffered no loss of income during the crisis. COVID-19 has not affected all households equally, not even close. It's hardly clear that the federal government's top priority should be sending thousands of dollars to, for example, a childless couple making well into six figures who've been comfortably teleworking all year. Our duty is to help. No, I do not think Pelosi is gonna hold speaker. I don't think she's gonna hold the speaker. I don't. I don't. I don't think she's gonna hold speaker, but even if she loses it, I don't think it's going to matter. Even if she loses it, I don't, I don't really think it's going to matter. I don't. I don't think it's going to matter. Get help to the people. I mean, don't get it twisted. That will be the one silver lining. I mean, I, I, if she loses speaker, I'm definitely going to sing ding dong, the witch is dead. I'm definitely going to celebrate. I'm going to pop some bottles. If she loses speaker, I will be going live on DLive and I will be popping bottles. Yes. I will pop a bottle of rosé for her losing speaker. I most certainly will. And I'm going to do a little shimmy and all of that. I'm going to do a little shimmy dance and all of that. There was something else I saw up here. Oh, you gotta hear this. You gotta hear this. Breaking news. Yvonne Poltzer, I think that's how Javon Yvonne, I guess. Poltzer reveals live real-time hacking of Dominion voting systems at Fulton County polling station. That's right. They hacked it today in real time. This was broke uh, early in the week and last week about connected devices at this very moment at a polling location in the county. Um, not only do we now have access through the devices to the poll pad, the system, but we are in. And it's not supposed to have Wi-Fi, and that's not supposed to be able to happen. So we've docu documented now it's communicating two ways. 
in real time, meaning it's receiving data and sending data, should never happen, shouldn't be Wi-Fi. We've now documented it in real time so we can suck down the data, but that's going on right there where everybody's voting. And I just wanted to get it into the record. Thank you. Well, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Jones, Mr. One of those, is it a mobile uh, precinct or is it a- No, it a, it's, a it's a standing stand. building. Okay. What damn difference does it make if it's a mobile precinct or a fucking standing bill. See, this is the type of stupid shit I'm talking about. What fucking difference does that make? What, what, what goddamn difference? Like, what is, who cares? He's telling you. One, you got countless motherfuckers saying, oh, well, you can't hack it. You, you can't get into, it can't be hacked. It's not connected to the internet. You can't do any of that, right? You even had the fucking CEO of Dominion go in front of Congress and say, you can't hack it. It wasn't connected to the internet. Like I said earlier today, they should, all, they should be locking his, he should be sitting in a cell right now. As we speak, he should be in a cell right now. Right now. And you got the fucking state legislators asking, well, is it a, is it a, was it a mobile precinct or was it a, I, there's no way I'd be able to stand at that podium and talk to them. As soon as he said that, I would have been like, this motherfucker, this motherfucker. The shit got hacked, bruh. We just did it. Do I need to show you? Can I do it in front of you right now? Do your fucking job. You fucking spineless pieces of shit. That this should not happen. And, and be shouldn't happen in any way, but this is another one in real time. Won't disclose location because every location is right, being right, checked, right. but we've now confirmed that 100%. Right. Thank you. Yes, sir. Sir Beach, did you? Motherfucker's going to just sit by and let Stacey Abrams and the rest of her fucking buddies, you know, uh, 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 Stacey Abrams, a.k.a. Uh, 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 Patrice O'Neill, you feel me? And you know what? I, you know what? I, I don't even want that's an insult to Patrice O'Neill. But I find it funny that she looks like him. But you got Stacey Abrams literally <laughs> about to steal another election. They are literally about to steal the runoff. Literally. You said Loretta Brown from Family Guy? Oh my God, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> They're literally about to steal the runoff election. about to put that preacher guy I, I can't remember his name that fucking lunatic they're about to put his ass up there they're about to put a couple marxist commie bastards up there sweet jesus i come to still 
Beach and the Tillery. Did you have a question? I just want to make some okay, well, Senator Tillery. Thank you. Um, thank you for your testimony. We've heard that there's three different types of machines a scanner, a ballot market device, and a polling pad. Right. Do you know which one it is communicating? Can you tell that? Or uh, it... Right now, um, what you heard in the past was coming through the thermostat and stuff. This is now a more direct access way, and so this is coming through the polling pad device where they're checking everything but now you know it only takes one device where you daisy chain them together and do it the most important thing is that shouldn't be two-waying and even shouldn't be accessible or on and it's there like they're asking him dumbass questions and he has to keep repeating to them it doesn't matter it shouldn't be happening it doesn't matter like how do you have any fucking this is the equivalent of someone robbing a fucking bank. And then when the police show up and you tell them you have video of the perpetrators, you can clearly see their face. They robbed the bank. In fact, one of them used to work here. Can you go pick them up? Well, hold on a second. Could you tell us what denominations the bills were that were stolen? And in approximately what time did they break in? And which point of entry did they use? How many were there? Could you tell what size shoe they wore? What type of clothes did they have on? Did they carry guns? Were they large caliber guns or, or small caliber guns? Did they seem organized? Who gives a fuck? Go pick them up, you stupid bastard. I'm, I'm still, I'm like, I cannot believe this shit. I can't believe this shit. Like, I genuinely, yo, for the past few years, we've been living in a bizarro world. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't. I don't. I don't. We've, we've been living in a bizarro world. We've been living in a backwards ass world. Like, why the fuck hasn't someone, like, motherfuckers in blue windbreakers with FBI on the back should be knocking on doors. They should be rounding motherfuckers up. You literally had a, 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 a couple of fucking strag ass bitches and some portly bald-headed bastard caught on fucking tape pulling fucking suitcases from under a table and counting fucking ballots they know exactly who they are they know their fucking names first and last name they got their pictures and they still haven't been arrested how in the fuck is this possible in america how 
How? Were there any other questions? Can I ask him one question? What effect uh, some, could somebody with uh, you know, dishonest purposes, what, what could that person do given this access that's going on right now? He just told them <laughs> that he could hack into a voting machine and the whole purpose for this meeting is because they are charging up the Democrats with stealing an election. The only purpose for the machines is an election. And this stupid bastard <laughs> comes up to the mic and says, oh, oh. I just have one question. Uh, if somebody uh, had dishonest uh, intentions, uh, what could they do with this access? I don't know. You know, steal some credit card numbers. You know, order some shit from Pottery Barn. Uh, collect some social security numbers. They can steal an election, you stupid bastard. Fulton County. Um, statistically, what can be going on when you have an operation like this is as that data is being exchanged and somebody's in it, can actually siphon off that data, modify the data. Sweet Jesus. Sweet Jesus. This reminds me of that scene from Man of Steel. Let me see if I can find it. <laughs> no. Give me the scene. <laughs> General Zod, for the crimes of murder and high treason, the council has sentenced you and your fellow insurgents to 300 cycles of somatic reconditioning. Do you have any last words? You won't kill us yourself! You wouldn't sully your hands, but you'll damn us to a flat bowl for eternity. Jarrell was right. You're a pack of fools. Every last one of you. <laughs> right. Jarrell was right. You're, You're a, a pack, pack of, of fools. fools. Every last one of you. <laughs> and you. <laughs> pack of fools. Every last one of you. I need to get Jarell that sound back. Right. You're a pack of fools. Every last one of you. <laughs> oh. Yes, indeed. You're, they're a pack of fools, man. They're a pack of fools.
schools is selling us out right in front of our faces. Right in front of our faces. <laughs> Jerome D, he said, I call Stacey Abrams Skankenberry. <laughs> oh my God. Horrible. This is horrible. Turner! It's so fucked up. The only thing you can do at this point is laugh. You got to laugh at it. It's so ridiculous. It's so utterly fucking ridiculous. You can't do much but laugh at it. Mm-mm-mm. Ah, that shit got canceled, didn't it, boy? You thought you was going to Israel? Breaking big, Mike, VP Mike Pence's trip to Israel on January 6th is canceled. Now, you know what that is? See, a lot of you may not think that alternative media is powerful. It is powerful. It is powerful. You know the reason why he canceled that fucking trip? I'm willing to bet you any amount of money. He canceled that motherfucking trip because everybody started questioning his ass. Oh, you trying to dip, ain't you? You trying to bounce, ain't you, boy? You think you gonna get up there and fuck over the president and haul motherfucking ass? And everybody called your ass out on that shit, didn't they? Called your goofy ass out on that shit, and now all of a sudden you canceling your trip. You need to do more than cancel your fucking trip. You said it was canceled for him. Let's see, Vit, uh, Vice President Mike Pence hasn't traveled overseas during the entire uh, China coronavirus campaign. On January 6th, after overseeing the declaration of the winner of the 2020 election, Pence was scheduled to jump a flight to Israel. NBC New York reported on Monday that after the vote on the Electoral College pick for U.S. President on January 6th, v VP Pence will travel overseas. Well, today, that trip got canceled. This is a huge development and comes after Senator Josh Hawley today announced he would object to the Electoral College certification process on January 6th. USV, USVP was reportedly planning a planning multi-day stop in Jewish state on trip abroad after validating Biden's electoral victory. A planned visit to Israel by US Vice President Mike Pence was called off less than two weeks before he was due to arrive, the U.S. Embassy confirmed Wednesday. No reason was given for the cancellation, which was first reported by the Ynet news site. Oh, he ain't got to give no reason. He ain't got to give no reason. He ain't got to give no reason. Trump.
treacherous bastard. He ain't got to get no fucking reason. Now, most of y'all might be like, well, angry man, hold up. Why, why are you saying this? Why are you saying this about Mike Pence? Well, as you know, they filed a lawsuit against his ass. Now, what you don't know or what you might not know is that before they did that, they reached out to him to see if he would join their effort to decertify these fake fucking electoral college votes and basically help with the cause. And guess what? That motherfucker declined. Did you know that? Did you know that? Oh yeah, I know Trump checked his ass. I know he got checked. Motherfucker. He gonna try to catch a flight. No, motherfucker, you gonna stay your ass here and handle business and do what the fuck you supposed to do. I hope, oh my God, I hope and pray to God, I hope and pray to God that there is some shit going on behind the scenes. I hope motherfuckers get locked up. I hope motherfuckers get rounded the fuck up. You treasonous bastards. I hope, oh my God, you, you just have no idea. I want this. As a, as a Christmas gift. I want it so badly. Fucking asshole. Said gold price will see the strongest boom in January. So call 874 when you call or click. We're witnessing Trump controlling the central bank illusionary economy. This is why he's able to keep the market up. Remember, the central bank, the mainstream media, they want the market to crash. Why? Because the elite, the central banks, they want us to move into a great reset. They want to destroy the economy of the United States since Trump came into office. They tried multiple times. It has all failed. They even continually put out articles letting us know that the market's going to come down any moment. If we look at Market Watch right now, they're saying a popular stock market indicator flashes red as Dow soars to records Friday. Letting us know 
that at any moment, this market is going to come down. They've been doing this since Trump came into office. And every time it has failed. Yes, maybe one day the market will come down. But when it does, Trump will be controlling it. That is the difference. Remember, we're in a central bank illusion. And Trump is playing within their illusion. Just like the Matrix. Everyone believes we have this open and free market that rates, they just adjust on their own. No, it's all controlled. It's been controlled for a very long time. People are just starting to figure all this out now. But what we see here is he's using all their weapons against them. Look at the unemployment numbers. During the pandemic, the unemployment numbers skyrocketed. A lot of people, they had to submit for jobless claims and we saw the unemployment rate shoot up. Now, the economists, the financial pundits, the mainstream media, they all believed that this was never going to return to normal. It would be completely impossible. But what have we seen? Even with the governors, the mayors, keeping everything locked down, Trump is using their manipulation that they've used on the American people for a very long time, just like the election manipulation, he's using it against them. And what we're seeing right now is that the unemployment rate, it has come down to 6.7%. We see from the BLS report that in November, there were 245,000 jobs that were added. Yes, they were expecting about 470,000. But remember, Biden already told us that we were heading into dark winter. They already planned to keep everything locked down. They already planned to keep everything shut down. Can you imagine if all this was opened up? The central bank illusion, the economy that Trump is playing in right now, it would be roaring right now. It would be unbelievable. And this is why Trump, when he came into office and he saw what they were doing with the interest rates and stimulus, this is why he reversed it. Because he knows lower interest rates and pumping stimulus in a central bank illusion, it keeps the entire system propped up. It keeps it on life support. And in the beginning stages, when you pump it in, the economy looks fantastic. We've known this for a very long time. We've known it since Obama was in an office when we went from this great recession and all of a sudden the central bank came in with QE1, QE2, QE3. And then we looked at the manipulation of the unemployment numbers and we realized what they were doing. They were controlling the entire economic system. Yes, it's been going on for a very long time, but they really took control of almost every aspect of the economy right after 2008, 2009. Now, what's very interesting is that Pelosi came out and she actually admitted that it was her decision to block the coronavirus relief for months. Take a listen to what she said. Had to accept half of a loaf months ago. When you said, I'm not going to accept half a loaf. Look, I'm going to tell you something. Now, don't, don't characterize what we did before as a mistake, as a preface to your question, if you want an answer. That was not a mistake. It was a decision, and it has taken us to a place where we can do the right thing without other, shall we say, considerations in the legislation that we don't want. Now, that is it. Now, th the fact is, I'm very proud of where we are. So instead of helping the people that have been suffering, businesses 
I got a question. Why do we have old rickety crickety fucking rocking chair, a uh, hard candy in their purse should be somewhere baking biscuits, bitches running our fucking country. And see, I couldn't say that on YouTube, but I'm gonna say it here. Why the fuck is Martha Stewart running our goddamn country? I, I can't stand her ass. I can't stand her fucking voice. I, why the fuck? are hurt people. Well, they couldn't make ends meet. She decided that she was going to wait. So she held out for a big deal for six or so months. Let's talk about investing. Harry Dent just said gold price will see the strongest boom in history after reset. Matter who, who's the president. I mean, isn't she working because of the elections and because she does or so months. She said this morning that now, this is what Jake Sherman when you call or click the link in the description. And she's willing to take a smaller deal. This is what Jake Sherman tweeted out. Pelosi has held out for a big deal for six or so months. She said this morning that now that Biden is president, she is willing to do a smaller deal. So she skipped over the bigger deal and she decided because of the elections and because she doesn't like Trump, she was gonna make the people suffer. Wait a minute, isn't she working for us? Shouldn't she do things that benefit the people? Doesn't matter who, who's the president. Everyone should be working as hard as they possibly can for we the people, not for themselves. And again- And by the way, let, let's give a round of applause for that brave young man who went to her house and and bent a fresh biscuit, squatted down and 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 took a and took a deep shit in her in her uh 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 freaking driveway. That 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 right there, that that dude deserves a Nobel Peace Prize for that shit. Literally, he should be nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for taking a shit in her driveway. I mean, it was awesome, in my personal opinion. It, it was fucking awesome. The only other thing that would even be more awesome than that, and, and I know she didn't do it because she's an uppity bitch, but it would be so awesome. Like, I always envision her with the little baggie, you know, like the little baggie that people use when they clean up after their dog. Like, I, I, I just have this picture in my head of her in that fucking red suit that she wears with a mask on and some gloves and a little baggie cleaning human shit off of her fucking driveway. Like, just to think of that gives me such pleasure. You have absolutely no idea how much pleasure it gives me. Again, we're seeing individuals show their true colors because there's a lot of people 
that their businesses are shut down. There's a lot of people that couldn't go to work. Why? Because in these same states, which are mostly Democratic, I think almost all of them, they have extreme lockdowns, keeping people from working. And they decided, you know what? We're not going to help the people and we're going to make sure that they don't work, they don't get paid, and they suffer. Well, we get your message now. And this is why there was a landslide for Trump. Now, it seems that the central bank, the elite, they've been pushing the Great Reset. And it seems they're in a little bit of a panic right now because we have UN chief Antonio Guterres. He's demanding that the world reset and we need to hurry up because of the climate apocalypse. Now, in an address at Columbia University, New York City, he went on to say that the global climate has long been reacting to man-made changes. And he says, time is of the essence. He says, biodiversity is collapsing. One million species are at risk of extinction. The ecosystems are disappearing before our eyes. Deserts are spreading. Wetlands are being lost. Oceans are overfished. And now it's time to move. He said, instead of looking to a return to normal, the world should take advantage of the pandemic reset to create a more equitable and just world. Here's what he's demanding. And this is what he wants the nations to do. Put a price on carbon, phase out fossil fuel finance and in fossil fuels subsidies, shift the tax burden from income to carbon and from taxpayers to polluters. Integrate the goal of carbon neutrality, a similar concept to net zero, into an all economic and fiscal policies and decisions. Help those around the world who are already facing the dire impacts of climate change. So basically, he wants to put a carbon tax on everyone. And who are the big polluters? Well, China and many other countries, not the U.S., but we can see they want money. That's what this all comes down to. They want the reset. They want to change the system. They have their system set up where they're going to accept carbon taxes and everything else, remove fossil fuels, make sure that people can't travel, have complete control of the people. And you can see they're a little bit panicked right now because it seems that nations aren't doing what they want right now. They're not snapping to and saying, less. let's go for the great reset. The United States, once again, is not involved. They believe the United States will be involved because they believe that Joe Biden is the president-elect. And I think this is why they're a little bit panicked right now, because they're starting to see things completely change. And when Biden is no longer the president-elect or not even the president, they realize their reset, it will not work. Because what is the United States economy doing? It is doing better and better every single day. It's not imploding. The market didn't come down. Unemployment is dropping. Everything is working in the opposite of what they want to happen here. Trump, he removed the United States from all the organizations that the United States had to be in to go along with this great reset. They're hoping that Biden gets in there and puts the United States back into position. But they're starting to realize this isn't going to happen. They're starting to realize 
their plan is falling apart and their Great Reset plan is falling apart. And this is why he's demanding. When you have to push so hard, when you have to demand something that shows you're not in control, it shows that the world is not following along with you. It shows that you're desperate. And that's what's happening right now. They are desperate because remember, they didn't get this great war that they needed. They didn't get the cover story. The pandemic is not a great cover story. It leaves them completely exposed because when the United States does better and better in this illusionary economy, it's gonna be very difficult for them to explain it. But if we were in a war and the United States was destroyed, Europe was destroyed, there was destruction everywhere, people would have bought their cover story. Now, no one's buying it. No one will buy it. And this is why they're panicking. This is why they're demanding. Yep, you have people all over America that are snapping the fuck out about this mass shit. Like, man, fuck all of this. This is the whole reason why they had to come up with their new revamped version of COVID-19. Because people are on the verge of being like, man, look, I'm not wearing no motherfucking mask. Get the fuck out of my face with that stupid shit. Like, people are getting to the point, because look, the lockdown was supposed to be, what, two weeks? Supposed to be two fucking weeks. It's been almost a goddamn year. And people are just starting to snap the fuck out. Like, yo, bro, what, what the fuck are you talking about right now? You got motherfuckers in, in California on the verge of snapping the fuck out. And all of these fucking cities that are Democratic-run cities are falling to fucking pieces. Like, fuck all of this shit. We live in the information age now. You can't pull that same crap on us. This isn't back in the day where you could have a Kennedy assassination and nobody know what the fuck happened. It, it, check this out. Even back then, you had somebody who fucked around and filmed the shit. They wouldn't have been able to do that shit. That's the reason why they don't do that type of shit nowadays. Because there'd be 20, 30 fucking million people that would actually have a video of the shit. This isn't back in the day with, with, with uh, 9-11 and all that other shit where you can do a whole bunch of sketchy ass shit and nobody know what the fuck happened. Like you, you fucked yourself. You shot yourself in the foot by trying to do, use old tactics in a new age of technology. Sorry, it's, it's not gonna fucking work. Manning, this is why they're trying to force it upon the people. But the people are going to realize what this truly is. And they're going to see it for the first time. They're gonna understand it and they're gonna say, we don't want this. This is just the beginning stages. Remember, sometimes you need to show the people so they can understand what it is because people have never heard of this before. They never heard of the Great Reset. They never heard of a new world order. Yes, they might have heard it in passing, but they shrugged it off as a conspiracy theory. Yep. But now that they're pushing this in everyone's... And for the record, for the record, to everybody that runs around all the time talking about conspiracy theory this, conspiracy theory that... The word conspiracy theory was actually created by the CIA for the purpose of deflecting away from something that is actually happening. So anytime something actually happens and they want to convince the general public 
that it's bullshit to deflect away from it. They say, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. Let me tell you something that I know for a fucking fact, and you know it for a fact too. There's an old saying that goes like this, where there is smoke, there is fucking fire. There's no such thing as conspiracy theories, okay? Everything that has ever happened has an explanation. You might not know the explanation, but there's an explanation. Face, it's no longer a conspiracy. And people are now questioning this and asking questions about it. Yes, their pamphlet looks shiny. Their pamphlet sounds great. But when you read the fine print, you start to realize this is not the world we want to live in. This is not the world that the people would want. It's a controlled world without elected leaders. They'll give us the illusion of elected leaders, but it won't be elected leaders. This is why Trump, the patriots, are breaking their entire system. It's not just about the elections. It's not just about trade. It's not just about the economy. It's about breaking their entire illusionary system. Listen, everyone, thanks a lot for listening. Be well, be safe, and especially be prepared. Now, speaking of, let's, let's go check out, let's go check out our boy Monkey Works, see what he talking about. See what he had to say today. All right, welcome, Patriots. Mill Spec Ops Monkey here. Just wanted to take a couple minutes and go through the skies with you. Then I also want to touch on some of the prison locations. Currently, CONUS, we're sitting at about 117 aircraft up over the United States. Um, I see a two-ship rolling out of the Northeast, and I'm guessing that the, that two-ship's probably headed down to Yuma, Arizona. We had one around this time yesterday doing the same thing, um, and so it's probably on a tempo right now. And so these guys are heading to probably... And just for the record, you guys... There's a bunch of different um, content creators I watch on a regular basis. And the reason why is I watch all of them because they'll say things and it, it's like little pieces of a puzzle. And what I'll do is I'll use those little pieces to try to connect the dots to see what's going on, right? So, you know, Monkey Works, he keeps, he kind of keeps track of, for those of you that don't watch him, he kind of keeps track of, you know, certain movement across the country because it can give you an indication of something that might be happening. Yuma or Nellis as well. So we'll keep our eye on it and see where they end up. You'll notice we've got a lot of C-17s up today, um, some C-5s. So, so there's a heavy 
Heavy transports rolling around. Um, got an E6 on the West Coast over over California. We'll get a closer look here at all this stuff in a minute. Another E6 over Central uh, United States. And um, let's see, another REACH aircraft. Uh, one of the things I was going to look at real fast was a zoom down here to Central Florida. Um, have, I think, what looks like to be a search and rescue activity going on. We've got uh, Coast Guard called out of Tampa. Looks like our Clearwater um, headed over. Uh, it looks like they're doing some some search routes, running some search grids over here too. Uh, this one, obviously, they split and went two different directions, which is interesting uh, for a Coast Guard on the coast. But um, you can see this little uh, CN35, which is looks a lot like a C130. Uh, you guys haven't seen one, but that's that's a Coast Guard Coast Guard CN35, and um, it's a, it's a good little, it's a high wing, which is nice because if you're trying to look out the windows um, and do search and rescue activities, you don't have wings getting in the way. So, uh, but it's a, it's a pretty good little SAR aircraft, got a lot of hang time and can hang out uh, looking for stuff in the water for a long period of time. So you can see he's out here just kind of running across a grid. So it looks like he started out here and he's kind of working his way back to the coastline. So more than likely we just got an aircraft that's lost or uh, it's pretty far off the coast. So I wouldn't say it's surfers. So, um, but let's see here, this H60 here, like it's running kind of along the, um, over in Titusville area. So Merritt Island, Titusville, Cape Canaveral right here. So you got Banana River and the Indian River. And so this guy is probably, looks like he's running along the, the uh, Indian River there. And this guy looks like he's shooting the beach, headed south down towards West Palm. So um, I don't know what they lost or what they're looking for, but um, definitely are all working together on something. So this is our infamous Gitmo 845. Uh, I get asked this question all the time. Hey, what is that aircraft? Is that, uh, oh, it's Gitmo. It's, it's um, um, you know, prisoners. And so it's a little BE-20. It's a beach. Um, uh, manufactured aircraft and that is actually the base commander's airplane and so you'll see uh, base commander and his staff flying that thing quite a bit so uh, but that that is pretty common occurrence it looks to me like it's actually rolling into uh, Pompano Beach rolling into Lauderdale so uh, of course we know POTUS is down there so um, kind of an interesting I don't see him going into that location too often usually he just goes straight from Jacksonville out to the spa. And so um doesn't look like that's happening. So all right. Um got an E6 over central United States. And so for you guys that aren't familiar with that one, that's basically a a um what they call looking glass. That is a command center, flying command center. So it basically takes launch command for ICBMs in the event of a nuclear strike. It's kind of like night watch, um, same kind of thing, but um uh, but it's air-based uh, command of ICBMs. And I think it coordinates too with subs. So, um, all right, more refuelers off the West Coast. So we're gonna delve in here to the San Diego area, take a closer look. And so it looks like we've got a lot of uh, the C2s, um, little left. Now, it's, it's a good idea to watch him because he he pays attention to military traffic because right now you can't depend on um you can't depend on mainstream media 
We, we could literally be getting attacked by China and you wouldn't even see the shit on the news. You wouldn't even see the shit on, C, uh, uh, on uh, CNN, MSNBC, none of the news. You wouldn't see the shit. Because <laughs> they ain't going to show it to you. <laughs> they, they ain't going to fucking show it to you. Activity coming out of, out of uh, the, the Yuma, Vegas area. So little DC-8s rolling, rolling uh, out of San Diego. C-130s coming out. Uh, C-17, which is, I don't know why it seems to be, it's just doing some circles around the area. Looks like it's just doing touch and goes, really. Or it could be doing some drops. You know, you got people um, maybe doing, getting their jumps in or something. So this is a tanker. So uh, got a little Osprey off the islands out here. And... H60 rolling, rolling out. So these these aircraft in gray are on on ground here down south, and so these are low altitude, 2,800 feet. This one is high altitude, 25,000 feet, which is kind of in the air refueling um, smooth air area usually. 21 to 25 is typically where I see the air refuelers, just because it's uh, uh, there's no traffic. You know, they're running along this track right here, this air refueling track. Or this one right here, this AR-209, uh, right? But they'll, they'll usually in that, that altitude range because the air's a little smoother there and there's some traffic, so. Um, but, yeah, a little Osprey right there, so. And let's go up here by uh, Oakland. So out here in near Pelosi land, we've got another E6 that's out doing some runs. A couple, uh, looks like H60, C27s. Uh, more more air refueling, which this one looks like it's actually just running a pattern. It's low low altitude, so he's probably just doing touch and goes somewhere in that area. One of the fields there. Got a C-17 that looks like it is flying all over the place. I don't know. It came out of um, out of the northeast, south of Eureka, and probably landing. Uh, let's get a closer look here. Maybe going in at Tinker or or not. Or, or Beale Air Force Base, so one or the other. But here's your other air refueler, which looks like he's high altitude, so he's probably there sent some fighters. And we'll take a quick gander out here at uh, little Hawaii. I, I got people that follow us in Hawaii, and I never talk about it. So I always go right and never go left. So today we're going left. So let's see what we got out here. We've got a C-130. Got a little G5, looks like it's rolling out. Now that one's up up at altitude, Guantanamo Bay. Looks like we've got a United Airlines, full. that's the US reach. Looks like it's coming out of uh, near, looks to be coming out of Italy. Actually, it's just rolling out. Let's go into, let's look at uh, Guantanamo Bay. Looks like we've got a United Airlines flight that came out of uh, Jacksonville. That's just a uh, troop rotation. So we, have, we don't have anything new. Today's Wednesday. There's nothing on the board for today. And our uh, Kalita Charter aircraft um, hasn't done much in about 24 hours, but it came out of Dominican Republic and rolled over to. Now, the reason why I watch him also is because he, he be tracking the traffic going to and from prisons. So I'll be wondering if. You know, I'm wondering if anybody's getting arrested or, you know, things of that nature. Liberal states are collapsing as people are fleeing Democrat-ruined cities in droves. 
In this video, we're gonna take a look at how three of the most liberal states in the nation are utterly collapsing, how people are fleeing their imploding cities and moving to conservative states, and why it does appear that far from bringing their liberal politics with them, these newcomers are more determined than ever to keep liberalism as far away from them as possible. You're not gonna to wanna to miss this. Welcome everyone, a continued Merry Christmas to each and every one of you, the happiest of New Year's. Dr. Steve here, ready to bring you our latest episode celebrating the inevitable collapse of left-wing globalism and the unstoppable rise of a new conservative age. So if you haven't already done so, you know what to do. Make sure to smack that bell and subscribe button. We'd love to have you as a regular part of this channel where each and every day Turner. we focus on optimism and encouragement in the midst of all the defeatist fake news nonsense spewed out by the mainstream media. But first, let's give a huge shout out to the sponsor of this video, and that's Prepper's Peak, new solar water heater. Now with all the lockdowns that we've been witnessing anywhere, there's sunlight and the best and off, they're already reduced price. So don't wait, it's a limited time offer Patriot Sun Cooker today. All right, gang, let's dive right in here. The Washington Examiner published a very interesting article on the collapse of liberal left-wing Democrat-dominated states throughout the nation. And this is paralleling a number of articles on how more and more people are fleeing Democrat-ruined cities. The three major states that the article focuses on are Illinois, New York, and of course, California. These are the three major leftist states that are basically imploding when it comes to the respective populations. As far as Illinois is concerned, check these stats out. Despite the fact that the population has been growing in the United States over the last decade, Illinois has lost a net of over 300,000 residents over the last seven years and a quarter of a million since the last census. Both numbers are larger than any city in the state for the exception of Chicago, and we're even seeing Chicago beginning to implode. For example, Chicago's Englewood neighborhood, okay, it's one of the more depressed areas of Chicago, and that's saying something for sure. It has a poverty rate of around 44%, more than double that of Chicago's median uh, unemployment rate of 20%, absolutely depressed area. At its height, 1960, it had nearly 100,000 residents within its approximately three square miles. Today, barely 30,000 people live there. I mean, it's just completely imploding area of an increasingly imploding city. Macy's has announced that they're officially leaving downtown Chicago after all the riots. Bloomingdale's as well as closing up on its downtown location. Illinois' high taxes have long been a bone of contention among business owners who've been increasingly leaving the state and going south, which is much more welcoming business climate like Texas. And as a result, look at this. Chicago is almost a billion dollars in the red. They're facing a massive budget shortfall of over $700 million. And that's most likely just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, it's just gonna get worse. Chicago and Illinois as a whole are infamous for corruption and stagnant labor unions. And so people are fleeing in mass. But Illinois is just where things begin in terms of the mass exodus from left-wing states. Since 2015, New York has lost an astonishing 320,000 residents. That's just in the last five years. And we can see precisely where the- You know what's crazy? It's the 31st. I'm supposed to be in New York right now. I had freaking reservations 
at a um I forgot which hotel it was, but I had reservations right in Manhattan, right right near where uh they always do the ball drop. But with freaking Cuomo and all of the goofiness he has going on up there just destroying the city, I had to cancel. I had to cancel it. I was going to spend, I had planned this entire year to spend New Year's Eve in New York. And with all of his goofiness, can't do it. Can't do it. They're losing population. That, of course, is New York City. It's almost becoming commonplace now to read articles declaring the death of the city. It's estimated that between March and May of this year, get this, between the months of March and May, okay, three months, New York lost almost a half a million residents. An estimated 420,000 residents left the city. In July, there was a record 13,000 apartment vacancies across Manhattan. New lease signings fell by nearly 25%. New York City has seen its average real estate sale price fall by an astonishing 17.7% since February. CNBC reported a couple of months back the coronavirus epidemic was causing New York's wealthy to leave the city. They're basically taking their families and, yes, their money, and they're moving to the surrounding suburbs and exurbs to escape the crowded lifestyle that became such a hot spot for the coronavirus and made them also so vulnerable to the violence that swept the city during the race riots over the summer. And they have good reason to feel vulnerable. Since those race riots broke out, New York City's murder rate skyrocketed 50% just in the month of July alone. Shootings surged by more than 358% in mid-June when compared to the same time last year. It's an almost 400% increase in shootings in New York City. And of course, the ultra-left mayor there, Bill de Blasio, he responded to all this by how? Cutting a billion dollars from the New York City Police Department. He got a billion dollars, and that's all while the murder rate in New York City was literally skyrocketing. The murder rate is skyrocketing. The shooting rates are skyrocketing. They have a mayor who actually believes that the appropriate response to all this is to cut a billion dollars from the police department budget. Now, needless to say, sane people, people who have not been infected with Trump derangement syndrome or cultural Marxism, sane people are leaving New York City in droves. And as a result, we're beginning to see this once great city implode. How about California, all right? It's, uh, how's it going over in the Golden State? Well, it's about as bad as you would think. According to the U.S. Census, every year for the past 15 years, an average number of 100,000 Californians leave the state as over and against those who move in. California has been hemorrhaging residents every year for the last 15 years. We saw this most recently with people like Joe Rogan, Elon Musk. They've both taken off for Texas. And again, we're seeing the exodus primarily in their cities. San Francisco rent prices for a one-bedroom apartment have dropped by an astounding 11.8% in the last year and are continuing to fall. We've also seen residential vacancy rates nearly double. They've jumped from 3.9% to 6.2%, and commercial rental vacancies have jumped from 5.4% to nearly 10%. 
In downtown Los Angeles, condo sales have dropped 42%. We could go on and on. I think we're seeing nothing less than the Detroitification of our cities, right? Detroit used to be a vibrant city. Today, it's depressed and dilapidated. Yep. And I used to live in Detroit in the 80s. And I can tell you right now that Detroit is nothing like it used to be as far as population, as far as Detroit. When I lived in Detroit, there was actually, I lived in, um, I forgot which side of town that was, but there were intact family units, black families that like, it, it you know, it, of course it had its issues with crime back then, but you still had, you still had a community. There, there were there were nowhere near as many boarded up houses and, and all of the crap that you see now. Which as it turns out is becoming the model for what's happening to virtually all of our Democrat run cities throughout the nation, but most especially of course, the ones in these leftist liberal states. Now the $10,000 question then is whether these largely cosmopolitan liberals who are fleeing these cities and these states, are they bringing their liberal politics with them to the more conservative states and exurbs that they're moving to? It appears that the answer is an emphatic no. We'll get into that in a moment, but I want to... <laughs> they better not. They better not bring their liberal ideas to no, to more conservative cities because they're going to get ran the fuck up out of the city. And if they don't get ran up out of the city, look, that shit is dead. That's why, look... Any of you that watch me on uh, YouTube, you got BGS over there talking about some, well, yeah, you know, I heard him on a live stream with somebody talking about some, well, yeah, you know, a lot of these places are turning blue and, you know, the, a lot of these states are going to be more blue. Man, liberalism is dying. The left is dying. To say that cities are, the only reason that you have certain states appearing to be blue from the election is because they're fake fucking numbers. There, there are way more fucking conservatives now than liberals. And after this election debacle, you can bet your fucking bottom dollar that you're going to see, you're going to see a decline in liberalism and leftism. You're going to see a decline in that shit because it doesn't fucking work. It doesn't. It does not. Personally invite you to our exclusive New Year's virtual conference on January 9th, 2021 to help you feel prepared for the year ahead. We've got some amazing guest speakers lined up. We've got the amazing Pennsylvania State Senator Doug Mastriano. He'll be with us. He's the one who got the ball rolling by spearheading the Gettysburg hearings. He was uh, recently at the White House. He said that President Trump is more determined than ever to win this thing. So Senator Mastriano will be with us as well as Ian Smith, the New Jersey gym owner, defying their governor's tyrannical lockdown orders. So we are bringing you guys from the front lines, patriots fighting on the front lines for you and for me. Now, seating for the conference is limited. Seats are going fast. And to make it even better, you can save 30% off your registration as part of our New Year's special. So don't wait. Make sure to click on that link below and take advantage of our New Year's registration special. And you'll be glad to know that a portion of the proceeds will go to help good neighbors home repair. So not only- Now, 
with 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 Dr. Steve Turley uh doing his uh you know his own commercial in the middle of his show, I saw something that was hilarious to me. There was somebody that was talking about Mayor Giuliani. And they were saying, yeah, you know, Mayor Giuliani used to be this serious individual and, you know, he fought the mob and won. And, you know, he was instrumental in, in being, you know, uh, a sort of beacon of hope during 9-11. But now, you know, he's crazy. Like, he, he be doing his YouTube shows and, you know, I found it hard to take him seriously when in the middle of his show, he was selling cigars. And I'm like, what, what in the fuck? Like, who are these motherfuckers? This is America. So you mean to tell me that Giuliani, while he's on YouTube doing his show, he can't fucking advertise his endorsements? Like, are you fucking serious? There is a fucking sickness in this goddamn country that needs to be cured. It needs to be fucking burned out of the society. Like, are you fucking serious? Trying to clown the man because he, yo. And these are the same people that will watch regular network television all day long and endure countless goddamn commercials. But Giuliani does it now, all of a sudden it's a problem. You can't make this shit up, man. Are you going to be blessed by this, but you're going to be blessing others with your registration as well. So do not wait, click on that link below and register. Mod Motor Ray said he gotta get paid. Exactly, exactly. When did we become a country where motherfuckers don't wanna get paid? Better yet, when did we become a country where we hate on somebody who's trying to get paid? Last time I checked, this was a capitalist society. Last time I fucking checked. For our New Year's virtual conference, today. All right. Now, as to the question of whether those fleeing these left-wing states and cities are bringing their liberal politics with them, the studies have yet to come out uh, in answer to that question definitively. But we do have some anecdotal evidence that uh, may answer this as an emphatic no, they're not bringing their left-wing uh, attitudes with them, right? Uh, these, uh, as we call them, immigrants fleeing the cities and resettling in some other part of America and America's conservative states and excerpts, they look like they are adopting a highly defensive posture in their politics. In other words, their politics are now all about defending themselves from the urban and liberal rot that they fled. Here's some anecdotal evidence for you, all right? It's no secret gun sales have absolutely surged in 2020. But as part of that unprecedented surge, there are now nearly 5 million first-time gun buyers. The National Instant Criminal Background Check System database from January of this year through to July. We talked about this yesterday. July 
found that, get this, over 12 million background checks were conducted. 40% of those 12 million were first-time background checks, making up nearly 5 million brand-new first-time gun owners. Oh, so you 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 not so now they not for gun control anymore. Then got scared. Oh, then got scared. Pandemic happens. You feel me? The threat of China happens. Then all of a sudden, all of that fucking new age. We need gun control. Nobody should have guns. Shit fly. See, this is why I can't take liberals or the left seriously. See, when everything is peaceful and they're living in their bubble, you know, every fucking idea you could think of flies out of their fucking head. And then they try to make that idea a fucking reality. And it's not a goddamn reality. This is just like I said about like the walking dead. If you were to have some sort of post-apocalyptic type thing happen, like the walking dead, you, you would literally watch feminism vanish. It would disappear. It wouldn't even fucking exist anymore. Like the, the most hardcore feminist would be like, feminism, what's that? I'm trying to eat. I'm hungry. I'm trying to be protected. It would disappear. You know what else would disappear? The fucking alphabet community would vanish overnight. All of that shit. The, the, the non-binary crap, that would disappear. All of this goofy, new age, progressive bullshit would vanish. And, and, and see, this is what you got to realize about that. If that's the case, which it is, it lets you know one thing, that none of that shit can exist in reality. None of it. It can only exist when there is a culture, a civilization, or an environment that is conducive to it. In other words, it can only exist when we are at such a state of peace and security that we actually entertain that bullshit. That's the only reason it exists. Only fucking reason it exists. And, and look, I showed you. It was a stream I did where I talked about how 50% of every state has moved out to move to another state. You have half the fucking country packing their shit and leaving where they were at to go somewhere else then most people might not realize why that's significant. It's significant because the only reason you have that many people migrating is because they are sick of their fucking leadership. They are sick and fucking tired of living in cities and states where their representation ain't shit. That's what that is. And the numbers have gone up since then. This is just this is going back six months ago. And here's the key. How many of these first time gun owners do you think plan on voting for the Democrats, the ones who are promising to take their guns away from them? <laughs> One commentator says it all, quote, 
This is a tectonic shift in the firearm and ammunition industry marketplace and complete transformation of today's gun-owning community. These first-time buyers represent a group of people who, until now, were agnostic regarding firearm ownership. What we appear to be seeing here, the research seems still out on this, but what we seem to be seeing here is that more and more de-urbanized populations are taking defensive postures in terms of their politics, and they're not going to want to have anything to do with these leftist liberal policies. So I'm glad to say that we're seeing leftist liberal states beginning to implode. And with that implosion, we can be sure that any political influence they may have had over our nation will continue to implode as well. Now, before you go, make sure to like this video, comment down below and subscribe to my channel. And you'll definitely want to check out. And by the way, if you have not subscribed to uh, uh, Dr. Steve Turley, Definitely subscribe to him. He has some great content. Um, God knows we need more uh, alternative media now, more than ever, more than ever, more than ever. Oh, this should be interesting. BLM co-founder releases a video that is setting the record straight. This is the Next News Network of nextnewsnetwork.com where you can find all of your content ad-free and censorship-free. Please tap the red button below to subscribe. My name is Elijah, filling in for Gary. Before I get into this report, if you're looking to thank someone special for helping you get through this year, well, Noble Gold has the perfect gift I would. From the Daily Wire reports, that a Black Lives Matter leader who once described herself as a trained Marxist is attempting to clarify her position, calling the past admission something I've been accused of over the last several months. Patrice Couillors, a co-founder of BLM who serves as the BLM Global Network Executive Director, uploaded a video to her YouTube channel last week to sort out her views titled, Am I a Marxist? in her new Am I a Marxist video. Kuyoris speaks to the camera while donning a Jimi Hendrix Bold as Love t-shirt. She never directly answers the question, however, which is kind of strange. Watch for yourself. Am I a Marxist? I'm a lot of things. I do believe in Marxism. It's a philosophy that I learned really early on in my organizing career. We were taught to learn about the systems that were criticizing capitalism. We were taught to understand why there were philosophies that were criticizing capitalism. I'm working on making sure that people don't suffer. I'm working to make sure people don't go hungry. And these comments that I've received have been incredibly hurtful. It means that so many people who have listened to people like me inside Black Lives Matter and across other social justice organizations aren't really taking our work very seriously. But I do believe that we can get to a place where there's a socioeconomic system that doesn't oppress some groups of people and only uplifts a few. We You're a stupid bitch. She's stupid. She's stupid. And anybody that thinks Marxism is actually going to stop you from being oppressed is dumb as fuck. The only thing that can stop you from being oppressed is being in a free market society 
where you have the fucking opportunity to change your goddamn circumstances. If you live in a, this is what kills me about this shit. How the fuck do you study Marxism and fucking communism and all of that crap? And what do you do? Do you leave the class when they get to the part about how Marxism and communism leads to totalitarianism? Do you leave that? Is that the part you just ignore? What the fuck are, what is wrong with these people? What is wrong with these people, yo? I used to be broke. Broke. Broke as fuck. But because I live in America, because I live in a capitalist society, because I have a, a, a fucking ambition, a work ethic, intelligence, and some opportunity, I am no longer broke. If I lived in a Marxist society, a communist society, Whatever the fuck I had as a child, I would still fucking have. There would be no possible way for me to actually change my fucking circumstances. See, I'm gonna tell you something. Black people, black people, black people, specifically black men. This is why you don't have black women running your fucking organization. This is why. This is why. Now she's sitting there, frumpy than a motherfucker, talking about oppression. How the fuck are you oppressed and you big as a fucking house? Somebody explain that to me. Someone in this chat room explain that to me. How in the fuck can you be oppressed and overweight at the same time? How? You oppressed and you ain't missed the meal. Bitch is sitting there with her hair done, fucking uh, 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 skin shining, pleasantly plump, in what looks like to be a comfortable home. But she's talking about oppression. Boy, 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 boy. You think she would be that plump in a Marxist society? You think, do you think she would be that plump in a Marxist society? Get the fuck out of here. You can't allow for fear to dictate how we understand what's possible. You want to know a funny fact? Everybody called Dr. Martin Luther King a communist. That was the terrible word he was called forever up until he was assassinated. And now everybody loves Dr. Martin Luther King. Nobody talks about his work as being work that was terrible. Bullshit. 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 I, along with a lot of other people, 
critique his work. In fact, he critiqued his own fucking work because right before his life ended, he said, and I quote, I fear that I have led my people into a burning building. You don't know what you're talking about, bitch. She don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Why, why, why? Look, it is too late or too early in the morning for me to be going off like this. But black women set me off every motherfucking time. Every fucking time. Because they are the smartest dumbasses on the planet. They are the smartest dumb people I've ever seen in my life. They'll have college degrees out the wazoo and be dumb as shit. How in the fuck? See, this is why I could never run for public office. A lot of y'all were saying, you should run. You should, you should run for something. You should run for councilman or something. I can't run for public office. Because if I ran for public office, all they would do is they would go find a video like this with me going off about black women, and then that would be the end of my political career immediately. That'd be the end of my political career. I, I, I would lose in a fucking landslide. Because in the climate of today, you cannot critique, not as a black man, you can't critique black women. But these motherfuckers are dumb as shit, man. And most of their arguments can be debunked so easily. And she's sitting here talking about Dr. Martin Luther King and she don't even know what the fuck she's talking about. The only, look, the only fucking people that do not critique Dr. Martin Luther King is you fucking leftist fucking libtard black folks that's pseudo pro-black. You the only ones. You the only, I will critique his ass all day long. I'll critique him. I'll critique brother Malcolm. I'll critique any of them. Cause they not perfect. And they can be criticized. They can be critiqued. Cause anybody can be critiqued. He ain't Jesus. Much as y'all put his picture next to Jesus on the wall. Fuck out of here. Or bad. And so our movement, um, at the core of it, we believe in the liberation of every single human being. Nice communist Jimi Hendrix custom t-shirt in beautiful modern communist style home <laughs> with custom blinds a modern contemporary couch and communist <laughs> pictures and plants. I mean, it looks like you're really living the communist lifestyle, ma'am, while you're making a YouTube video on your capitalist created devices. That commentary is a response then to a recent stir caused by a 2015 interview with this woman that we just saw that surfaced over the summer. Now, shortly after George Floyd's death, it... <laughs> <laughs> rapidly accelerated several BLM inspired organizing efforts nationwide. Now she had said that both she and fellow BLM co-founder Alicia Garza were trained Marxists. And that ideological theory had been influential in building the BLM movement. Take a look. Uh, is that he was concerned or is concerned that, uh, that there's a lack of perhaps uh, uh, ideological direction in Black Lives Matter that would allow it to be, to, to, to fizzle out, in, as he said, um, uh, in comparison to Occupy Wall Street. Uh, as you are, are advancing your- Man, shut the fuck up. I don't even wanna hear what else the fuck he gotta say. Look, let me tell y'all something. 
to my audience, because I know I got some white folk in here. Let me point something out to you guys, because I really want y'all to notice and hear this. All black people don't think like this. <laughs> we don't. Unfortunately for us, what happens is we are constantly represented by a bunch of fucking idiots. Guys like me, see, and you know, when it comes to media content for white folk, y'all have a plethora of different commentators with different ideological views. So you have your Rush Limbaugh's, you have your uh, uh, Dan Bongino's, you have all of these, you have your um, uh, 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 what's my man's name? Uh, Louder with Crowder, you have all of these different guys. But guys like me, they won't let near a national forum. They won't. They won't. And the reason why they won't is because they know I will call them out on their bullshit. Okay? The closest thing you can get to how we fucking think is maybe Larry Elder. Or, you know, it's, it's very few. And the reason why is because in our culture, anybody that thinks in a conservative way that's black is immediately called a sellout, uh, a fucking coon, uh, you know, all of these derogatory names because we think in a very different way. But they'll take these motherfucking pseudo pro-black, uh, uh, you know, uh, motherfuckers that's still living in the 60s, or at least they think they're living in the 60s because truth be told, they don't operate like black folks in the 60s. They don't play no major role in uh, uh, politics. They don't try to strive for greatness. They just, they did sit around and fucking complain and, and, and fucking pretend like they have it the worst on the fucking planet. And the guys that they put up there or a bunch of fucking white knight simps that don't know how to do anything except bow down to the black woman is God. You know, they, they, they defend black women to their death, even though they don't need to be defended, nor should they be defended. And it, let me not, cause I'll, I'll go into a fucking, I'll go into a fucking rant. The likes of which you've never seen. I'll go into a fucking rant the likes of which you've never seen. But anyway, I, I, I digress. I digress. I, I don't even want to watch this Negro anymore because I know he's going to say some stupid shit. I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to fucking hear it. Don't even want to fucking hear it. But anyway, it is almost four o'clock in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> Said, go in, I'm hitting the cash app. 
Nah, man, I'm not going to go in. I, I'll save that rant for another day. I might I might come on DLive one day and just go in on black women. <laughs> Since I haven't been able to do it in such a long time because, you know, YouTube is on its communism kick. So, uh, you know, but I'm about to get up out of here so I can get some rest. Um, for those of you that are new to, you know, my show here on DLive, if you have not followed, definitely hit the follow button. He said for old time's sake, yeah, I'm going to do it one day. Don't worry, it's coming. It's coming. They just haven't done anything lately that is so inflammatory to make me go in. But the, the, trust me, they're going to do something soon. And when they do, I'm going to go, I'm going to go ape shit. I'm going to go ape shit. I'm going to go uh, uh, fucking, uh, what's my man name from InfoWars? I keep forgetting his name. <laughs> what's what's my man's name from InfoWars? Damn, I, why why for Alex Alex Jones Alex Jones? They are gonna do something goofy, and I'm gonna go live on D Live, and I'm gonna go into full Alex Jones mode. You feel what I'm saying? I'm gonna go completely ape shit. You watch, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Go ape shit on some Alex Jones. What you need to understand? <laughs> Alex is crazy. That motherfucker. I don't know how he does that shit. I don't know how he does that shit without having a fucking coronary. I one of these days, Alex Jones, you know, he, he's gonna no, he he has to calm down, man. <laughs> he has to calm down, man. He be going ape shit. <laughs> but anyway. I'm about to get up out of here, man. If you have not followed me, follow me because I will be back with more. I will be back with more. You know what I'm saying? And salute to everybody. This is the first night we've actually had over a thousand people watching. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and listening to me rant and talk shit and all of that good stuff. But like I always say, keep the faith, keep the pride, hold the line. And do not forget, stay conservative, my friends. Talk to you guys later. Peace.